Hey, happy belated birthday. You know, I I hope you're ready for your spa day. Thank you. I am so excited. I know the Swallows Compass Spa has been booked. It's been getting great reviews, so it's totally fine. Well, you know, I I can't wait to get the expert geomancy treatment. Oh, 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 and it looks like we're here. Oh, oh, wow. Those doors are big and octagonal. Welcome. Do we have a reservation? Uh, yes. Two for Alex for the Four Heavens service at noon. What was that noise? I didn't hear any noise. Anyway, please take your shoes off and come this way. Oh, I'll see you after the treatment. Hey, see you. Please come on in. Make yourself comfortable on the table here. That's great. Okay, we're going to get started. Have you had the Four Heavens treatment before? Well, uh, no, this is my first time. What's that bell I keep hearing? Sorry, I'm a bit hard of hearing. You'll have to speak up. Anyway, we'll start with our heaven of earth treatment, where we apply a Yangshan clay mask to your feet to exfoliate and cleanse. Just relax. Oh, oh, that is nice. And now we enter the heaven of earth. Jesus Christ! What was that? You'll have to speak up. Next... We'll use hot stones to massage your legs and lower back. And then we enter the heaven of fire. Why is it so loud? What? You'll have to speak up. Anyway, next, we will be completely waterboarding you with a gushing river. What? No! And then we enter the heaven of water. Why also the bell? And now we'll draw you off with a soothing, lavender-scented gust of wind. This is cold! And also, here's the heaven of wind. Oh my god! This will conclude the four heavens treatment. Please, feel free to take as much time as you need to recover. No, I'm leaving you enjoyed immediately! Jerome, are, are you Goodbye. done? Oh, oh, there you are! Hi, how was your treatment? What? You'll have to speak up! What? You'll have to speak up! What? Birds. This episode of Storm Buds, Yatsuya gets her memory back and kills her parents. Oh, God. And also, we go on a grand adventure to make up for some of the fucking reckless spending that Alphano did. And boy, howdy, is it grand. It turns out we get enough money to make up for thousands and thousands of Alphano's purchases. <laughs> At least 10 of them. <laughs> uh welcome to storm buds um i am your host of light jerome barbatsis i'm joined by my fellow host of light alex hambrox hello hello boy like two voices in two minutes you're just all in it today having black tea tonight <laughs> it's caffeinated yeah it's 7 30 p.m and we've just had two large glasses of black tea it's because be we're all out of sync from the stupid uh time change so we're just powering through this week until we crash. Yeah, if you're listening to this in the future when they finally like outlawed daylight savings time, be thankful. <laughs> They'll never allow it. Or from Arizona. Or from Arizona. <laughs> yeah. Just in Arizona. Or a different country that doesn't do this, which is all of them. Lucky bastards. <laughs> which is I think every every single other country. <laughs> which actually we do have quite a few international audience members. So yeah, this system. So it's been like ass. five minutes now explaining what daylight savings time is and how nah, it works. Nah, Google it. <laughs> that that that's a better use of our time. <laughs> Just Google you you know everyone's complained about it. If you don't, 
have fun Googling it. And you'll be like, why? Um, but yeah, so we are covering, uh, for the big bulk of our episode today, we're covering 4.3, um, the kind of finale of the epilogue, the storm blood, 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 blood. Oh, interesting. Oh, so everything after is setting up, um, pretty much. Pretty much. Yes. Yes. Pretty much. So, and then we also covered, um, we covered the four lords and a little special something else. A little special something else. A little treat for me. Did a little bit. A little treat for everyone. Um, we did. We we did the great hunt. <laughs> the snow. And then we did no the great hunt that fifty more times. Yeah. Well. Who, yeah. Who, that's true. Um, but uh, speaking of side quests, why don't we talk about some of the some of the other ventures we've had in gaming? I'll start this time. I've gotten a little bit back into Tekken Seven. I mentioned it before, but I bought a new Hitbox controller, and that's been nice on my wrists. So. It's just been nice relearning some combos and just futzing around in that and not taking it too seriously. Yeah, you show me that new hitbox. It's pretty fancy. It's pretty spiffy. It's pretty spiffy. It's easy on the wrists. Uh, Makes some of the harder inputs on joystick a lot easier because, I don't know, it's just accessibility. I mean, like, how is Tekken 7, though, like, as a game? It's fine. It's, like, it's goofy and stupid. Um, I'm mostly just staying in the mindset to be kind of hyped for Tekken 8. We'll see. Didn't Tekken 7 come out like last year? No, Tekken 7 came out a while ago. Boy. It's very old. Time is really compressed. It sure is. It sure is. I don't know what year. Like 17, 18? It's not. Wait, it's really? Not, yeah, it's... I don't know. Why do you think it was like 2020? Tekken was released to arcades in March 2015. Wow. I was I was being... <laughs> I thought I was like maybe over... <laughs> maybe exaggerating? No, it's been a long time. <laughs> okay, yeah. So time for Tekken 8. Time for Tekken 8. Um, How about you? Um, I haven't been doing much gaming related because my last week, couple of weeks have been nonsense, crazy chaos time, but with who, a number mm. of things going on in my personal mm. life. Yeah. Yeah. Can we talk about TV on this podcast? Sure. Why not? Okay. I mean, I have been watching For All Mankind, which I think I mentioned in the Discord. Oh, yeah. 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 It, it's really good kind of uh, alt history TV show on Apple TV. Mm. Basically, like, what if the Soviets hit landed on the moon first? And so, therefore, the space race continued escalating and everyone just like was getting like, you know, building moon bases and then figuring out missions to Mars and stuff. Mm. And it's just, it's been... You hear a premise like that, and it's easy to imagine a version of the show that is kind of kitsch or kind of like going too hard in like almost like the retro future direction. And this one is just like a really, really good, well-grounded kind of like personal drama oh. about all the people who get wrapped up in this and like the ways that their lives get contorted around this increasingly escalating space program while also sort of like, you know, doing a lot of like fun kind of alt history stuff in the background. So uh, we're in the middle of season two on that now, and I'm d- excited to see where season three goes because I, I hear they do actually get to Mars, and <gasps> predictably things don't go well up there. Oh no, that sounds awful. It, 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 I mean, no, it sounds okay. It's, it, the show is great. We shouldn't go to Mars. I mean, no, like, we shouldn't yeah, go to yeah. Mars now. We have, or I don't know, like, we would need a reason to go. We need a reason to go to Mars. It's cool though. Anyway, it's but- neat. That's the show that I've been watching. I'm not an expert, um, but yeah. So I, yeah, I, I got you. It's kind of a different sort of man in the high castle sort of mm-hmm. take, but a different a different world event instead. Yeah, and, and like and way less sort of like high concept feeling mm-hmm. than man in the high castle. Man in the high oh, castle okay. could feel very sort of like like speculative fictiony. This like 
the all history stuff is really grounded and it's not meant to sort of like make you go like oh wow stuff could have been so different in world events it's more just like oh this is a different setting in which stuff forked a different way and we're seeing all the natural consequences of that spill out and how it affects all these characters Hmm. yeah okay i'm digging it cool cool thank you for sharing um let's do a 60 second recap i'll time myself uh kind of i'll just watch the ticker go by and then if a minute passes um uh, that's all you're getting so um up until this point Stormblood, the expansion for final fantasy 14 is about reclaiming two imperial provinces back from a big nasty the big nasty garland empire and we succeeded in taking back those provinces they are called doma and um el amigo and um, we're largely focused on Doma right now, and uh, the acting Viceroy has previously thought dead, has resurfaced and lost her memory, and we're kind of holding her kind of as a political prisoner. Um, we're planning a prisoner exchange with a Garlean ambassador who happens to be the Imperial voice, Viceroy's stepbrother. Um, and stepbrother or half-brother? I think stepbrother. Or Step, half-brother. Yeah, one, stepbrother. stepbrother. Anyway, yeah. Um, Shit, I'm running out of time. And he has uh he has a couple he's kind of a nasty boy. He's got a couple tricks up his sleeve. And this episode we learn what those tricks are. And uh, great. And now we are we're here. We are um going to start with the quest uh Gosetsu and Su Tsuyu. And Tsuyu is the viceroy. Gosetsu is an old man yeah and so picking uh, yeah, sure okay yeah and so picking up where we left off you know part of the treaty to do the prisoner exchange was that the domans would keep an eye on the local kojin and make sure that they you know don't summon any primals they seem to be doing so so far the garlean the garleans claim the ship with the prisoners is on its way and we're like that's great news let's go you know double check yotsuyu the the viceroy one last time for any change in her mental state, because we only get to keep her if she continues to not have her memory. And if she gets her memory back, the deal was that she gets to go back to the Garleans with her half-brother. And so we're like, let's go check on them. And we discover basically, you know, that like Gosetsu and Tsuyu had bonded and become friends and everything else over the course of the last couple patches worth of events. And Gosetsu also is a, he is an old man. He is a samurai who has been through plenty of battles and whose health is starting to decline. And Tsuyu, like, you know, is his caretaker at this point. She basically, you know, she spends time with him. She helps feed him. She, uh, like, washes him. Um, all of which, like, gets played for, like, comedy misunderstanding here. Yeah. But I just was like... It's weird. This is not a good joke. Like, they do the whole, like, she tells him to undress and everyone's like, oh, you want him to undress? What's happening in here? And it's like, no fucking... Clearly she's going to give him a bath. What is wrong with you all? Yeah. It's a little... That's a little uncomfortable. Uh, but she sees the scars that she inflicted on him and gets a brief memory relapse, but kind of hides it. So she's like, oh, yeah, I remember shooting you now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she hides it. And she's starting to grapple with, like, remembering who she was and maybe not liking what it is that she's remembering. Mm-hmm. Which, I like this bit. Yeah. We're going to get into it. I like, I wanted more of this. Mm-hmm. It's a shame that we don't get a ton more of this, but it yeah. is what it is. The one thing here is that he, you know, he's sick of eating gruel. And so this is plot relevant. He says, you know, he would love to go for a persimmon, which is like a persimmon. Persimmon? 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 He wants Richard to get persimmons. He, he wants a persimmon. He and, wants an exercise day. And that's just like a throwaway line, but Suyu seems to take it seriously because it'll come up later. Throwaway line. That's the title of that baby. 
<laughs> Richard Persimmons. I don't know if that is actually. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see where this goes, but that's pretty good. <laughs> the next quote, uh, just before the prisoner exchange, um, we we kind of check on it, but like right before the ex- ex- exchange, um, we then check on her one last time, and we no, we we're like about this, and then the person watching Yeltsin's room realizes that she's runs yeah. out and tells us that she's escaped. She is. She's gone missing. And so that brings us to Gone Like the Morning Dew, in which we're like, oh, uh, we haven't told the townspeople that this woman who brutally tortured and killed lots of them over decades, mm-hmm. decades, a, a decade, a long time, a long period of time. Yeah, like that she is an amnesiac hanging out in the new kind of palace. So we probably should go find her before they see her because that could be awkward. Yeah, I mean, long story short, uh, we don't. <laughs> no, we we don't. We chase we her down. Her, track her. She's in the village. They're all pretty pissed. Um, pretty pissed. She's like, "I what did I do? God, I I don't know. I'm sorry." And then why are like, you also That's mad not at me? Good enough. That, but he and engages walks in, engages in some diplomacy. He's like, "Yep, yeah, sorry. Uh, this sucks." <laughs> he says she she remembers some of the things and tries to apologize at this point. Um, but and the only reason everyone forgives her is because a child's like, "Look at her. She's sad." Here, have a fruit. And everyone's like... Because she's here for the persimmon. She's here for the persimmon that Gosetsu said that he mm-hmm. wanted. She's not trying to escape. She didn't get her memories back. She's just here for the fruit. Yeah. Like, not, not surprisingly, the people aren't really having the whole... She's just forgotten about all the bad stuff she did angle to this. But yeah, like they at least like they're not going to immediately sort of, you know... Yeah. Beat her to death in the town square. Yeah. Um, Couldn't say I could blame them, though. The fruits of her labor is the upcoming que- the next quest. We meet with the um, with the ambassador with Mister Asahi, Asahi. and um, we bring Yotsuya with to prove that she doesn't have her memories. But uh, Asahi has brought with him his parents, who are also her parents, foster parents, basically. Um, and she immediately has like a gut real recoil like she recoils she covers her head Mm -hmm. she gets flashbacks to how they used to berate her heavily triggered yes i saw he starts like mocking and berating her Mm -hmm. like man this guy fucking sucks yeah he's like whoa aren't you happy to see your parents like like at this point like she drops the mirror that asahi like you know gave her conspicuously last episode mm-hmm. and then and and the persimmon and then she like you know she grabs for it she's like no i got this back to kosetsu all he wanted was this persimmon i have mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. i have to hold on to you know how much yeah. he matters to me and asahi's kind of like huh i kind of expected just like you know forcibly re-traumatizing her by exposing her to her parents out of nowhere would make her memories come back but it didn't that hmm that's a shame that's a total shame definitely didn't work we she brought she brings her fruit back to gosetsu after that meeting um and but afterwards at this point she has fled but we don't know about it yes Um, while in gosetsu's room alpha no makes a note about like hey you know when we were talking about asahi at the cast rooms we're back at the castle now we're back at the 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 key and con the delman enclave Uh, he's like man there were a lot of crates there that didn't need to be there that's weird anyway the maid runs like, in hmm. at this point. I, I, I feel I feel so dumb. Like in my head, I was like, "Oh, did they like take the dome and prisoners and like brainwash them with that like you know echo the, implanting did technology did they, did they that they were talking the about?" Yeah, are, are they like in there as like brainwashed zombie soldiers with echo powers who are going to emerge out and he'll be like, "Ha ha! Here are your prison. Here are your prisoners <laughs> back. Don't you want them?" That sounds convoluted. 
No, no. The actual answer is we'll get to is um, I should have fucking seen it coming. Yeah, it's only one fucking thing that ever gets transported in fucking crates in this universe. <laughs> uh then the maid runs in tells us she's gone again yasu is gone again and we go search and we find her um we go we we, we find her her father find, her father in the monzen so like a ways out um lying on the ground injured being like oh i'm dying help me and then we get a lovely well-timed migraine yes hey, echo flash they, they, i saw something on the news about like a new nasal spray that got approved for a migraine treatment by the FDA. I'm very excited. You're very excited for I'm that? excited for that. Um, Yatsuyu ran away to kill herself. <laughs> yep, basically. She, like, like... Just like the, like, me casually talking about my migraines. And then, oh, yeah, Yatsuyu's gonna... <laughs> Yatsuyu's gonna come into I think, second. like, combination of, like, feeling awful about all the shit that she did and also her parents showing back up and feeling like she's never gonna escape all of this and just, like, just generally, like, you know, she, a lot of bad so, shit hitting this girl did, all at once. She did remember... And yes. she felt really remorseful, and she de- felt like she did not deserve to live, and she did not deserve the kindness that was shown to her in her um, amnesia. So she, not only did she remember all, she like still remembers everything that she had done, but also remembers everything that she had experienced while under amnesia, I guess. And so then she's running, she's distraught, mm-hmm. she runs into her parents. Yeah, and as, as, my she God. Has, as she has the she has the knife up to her blade, and then... Her parents show up, and she's like, oh, and her parents no, like, I do have something to live for. And then her parents are just like... The worst. They're just like, do it, basically. They're just like, yeah, fuck you, you worthless piece of shit. Kill yourself. We hated you, always. And Actually, you couldn't that, even yeah. die properly. So Actually, the dad's like, well, don't be, don't be so... Don't, mom's like that, but dad's like, don't be so harsh. She could still sell for a good price. Yeah, you're right. Okay, yeah. Dad just <laughs> wants to put her back into sex worse. trafficking. Dad is actually worse. And she's like, or... <laughs> She just runs up and stabs the hell out of him. <laughs> yeah, like just like she just stabs them both. One, yeah, one, 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 one stab, one kill. They are so awful in the scene that mm-hmm. I almost was like, are these like actors that Asahi hired to like be the worst people ever just to try and get her memories back? Like, is that how far I'd go with this? But no, they're her real parents. They're just two of the most inhumanly awful people I've, you've ever yeah, seen. Pretty. They got. I mean, they get like two lines to express how bad they are. It's going to be a little deranged and comic, a little comical about it. But yeah, uh, not great. And and then Yotsuyu like does an evil cackle and is all like, Oh, if I cannot escape my nature, I shall embrace it. Yes. I had that line written down too. And my soul stepped in spite and rotten to the soul, yada yada yada. And she kind of just like Fordola, but a different um kind of side to the same coin where she they were just kind of embracing what their um countrymen were giving were were telling them to embrace. Like, okay, cool. You think I'm shitty? I guess I'll be shitty. I mean, like, this is not the direction I was hoping for for this character. It's fine, I guess. Like, it, it pays off stuff that they were setting up earlier. Mm-hmm. I would have liked something there's, a bit more, like, restorative or a bit more, like, There's figured- no restoring this no. woman. No, okay, She's, okay. She told a, a kid to to kill his best friend and then to kill his own parents and then killed him when he didn't kill his own parents there's no okay <laughs> that's okay. like the first cut scene too like there's no there's no bringing that character back ah but she lost her memory and she had a chance to like start over and maybe yeah that's what's tr- that's what's good about it yeah okay that's, that's like that's like i feel like that's the only way they could have even gotten this much sympathy out of this character which sure. is probably why they reverted to memory loss because what she was was just so horrible so, so iconic awful. absolutely one <laughs> like a really really great villain but yeah 
definite piece of shit. And then Asai steps in from the sidelines at like slow clapping and welcomes her back. <laughs> and apparently his plan was literally to just set them in her path and get his parents murdered this whole time, which we're going to get... Boy, I, I knew like that this guy was like bad news. I didn't realize how similarly deranged in his own way to her he is. Like, man, like it's something in the blood. Like, it is something in that family mm-hmm. is uh, empire. Well, they're empire, empire sympathizers to begin well, with, and yeah, traitors. Yes, all of them, and also like little, little unhinged, in unhinged, <laughs> self-centered, like selfish. Yeah, very. Ugh. Brutal. Um, so she murked her parents. Um, <laughs> her father's last words are, please, I don't want to die. And then he just dies. And he dies. Oops. Well, should have thought about that. So Ahasai, one thing, Asahi uh, observes her, offers her mirror back, right? And then he says he says to him, or says to Yotsuyu, if she would like the opportunity for yet more vengeance, uh, to which she mm-hmm. seemingly agrees. And at this point, my note here is like, okay, can we just get this prisoner exchange done already? Like we working on it, <laughs> conscripts and contingencies. Okay, we're like, we know that the little shit's up to something, so we come up with a contingency plan with the confederate to try and convince the confederates to back us up. They yeah. are a little bit reluctant because they're not our underlings, but they offer to help us up after. LSA nearly destroys relations with them by being preachy. The, the plan here is detailed enough. The plan here involved ha- securing an escape route out yeah. of the cast room in case we needed to do it. Mm-hmm. And then also getting the Confederates to have a big boat because we only have small boats. Yeah. The Confederates have big boats. So getting the Confederates to agree to have like a big boat on the shoreline basically ready to grab all the prisoners and go. And some of those prisoners are going to need a place to go. But, yeah. And, le- and so they could go back to the Confederacy because mm-hmm. that is like, you know, where they came from. It's small, a lot of them came from the Confederacy. A lot of other other people are just coming home to empty houses because their families are all dead from the Empire or whatever, um, and so they just don't. They might they might want to join the Confederacy for a place like just like everyone sure. else did. Um, so we use that as a bargaining chip. Like, hey, you're gonna if you help us with this, you will get an increase in numbers that we know you need because the Empire has been attacking. And also, there's more trade ships, and you guys need more pirates. Yeah, and like you know, we spend enough time on like securing this plot, setting up this, this escape route that like you might think naturally that it would then become a relevant part of the story later on. Yeah, that'd be great. You would think so. You would think it would. Um, so we, but what, what what really happens is that we we go and we swim around the ship because we got that swimming tech and we're going to use it. Oh yeah, uh, but we not underwater. Par- which no, like we, I dove underwater to like check the bottom no, of the hull and I was like, just, oh, no, they were a little relaxed this time. No, all the all the all the, the fractures are above it, right? Um, the following quest is the primary agreement. Oh boyeth, heareth we goeth. Here we goeth. Um, we meet up with Asahi in the we we kind of instance into the the cast room off in the distance of the coast of Yansha, and we meet up with Asahi and his surprise right in front of all those are boxes again, de- full of something. Definitely, definitely full of something. Um, and they are front and center. Yotsuyu is uh, then, well, she's like, oh, Asahi, hello, nice to see you, Hien, uh, great to see you, and then good up on you. the platform. Yes, my card, here's my card. Wonderful, yes, a cheek kiss. Um, How was your flight in? Good flight in? <laughs> yeah, I had a good flight in. Excellent. That's a little bumpy, but, you know, it could be worse, could be worse. Um, up on the kind of platform above the, the, the meeting ground here, Yotsuyu is back to her good old self in her beautiful black kimono. She's got her pipe again. And Okay, well, I guess she can go back to her, the Empire, and that's it, right? Oh, but uh, she's like, no, actually, 
Well, I, you, no, actually, I think like, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna rule Doma instead. Yeah, like so. Asai is playing it completely straight till the end here. He's like, at last, the hour has come for a new peaceful arrangement with Doma, and mm-hmm. he is like, finally, like, okay, what is with the boxes? We should talk about them. And Asai is like, oh, they're oh, they're yeah. supply crates. They're a gift to help rebuild Doma. My bad. And then I, sk- I skipped the I skipped the, his excuse. Well, yes, but because then she's like, she, and then it's the whole like she's like, I am the acting viceroy of Doma, and everyone's like, what? No, you're not. You haven't been for like months at this point. And yeah. she's like, well, I am. If I say I am, are you going to tell me that I'm not? Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then you know what was in those boxes? Candy. Rock candy, yeah, from, from, the, from the field museum, yeah, rock candy in the form of giant blue goddamn motherfucking crystals. Sure thing. And she starts going on and on about how she's going to drown the world in eternal darkness, and mm-hmm. she will shine above uncaring. Yada yada. She's monologuing. She pulls out the mirror. What's this? And like. And she starts summoning all the energy, and she's turning her hatred for the Domans and her country into turning into a primal. That as well as the prayer in the mirror, because it is an artifact stolen from the Red Kojin vault. Right, yeah. Yeah. So it has, like, the Kami power in it. Yes, yes. And I think, I mean, I don't know when Asahi got that mirror. I assume he has, I mean, he was... was Agents in the Red Kojin, probably. Yeah, probably. Um. It's not exactly made explicit, but whatever. Uh, Asahi is in on it, in, in obviously, but he feigns ignorance at this point and runs away. And, oh, no. Well, Look, a citizen of Doma is summoning. See, like, I didn't even... He's not feigning ignorance. He's, like, getting his story straight for what he's going to tell his bosses when he goes home. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, right here, I, I, I built what, I, what you called my Punnett Square of, like, trying to figure out, like... This was before this, though, right? But what yeah. is his plan? Your, your fun Punnett Square. Yeah, let's look at that. You sent that to me in DM. Okay, so we got three columns in this table. There's the there's the the, the first column doesn't really have a label on the top. But it's it's, it's like, a win it's or like, lose. Mm-hmm. Um, second column is the Garleans blame us, and the, the like. Uh, the third column is Garleans blame Asahi. All right, so given that we win and the Garleans blame us, Asahi has no evidence for this. Seriously, this is one of the flimsiest games I've ever seen. <laughs> If we win and the Garleans end up blaming Asahi, Asahi is messed up. If we lose and the Garleans blame us, Garleans defeat Yotsuyu and retake Doma, I guess? Or not? Uh, maybe? Um, uh, and then Garleans blame Asahi and we lose. Asahi still fucked. Now they have to mount an expensive operation just to take down this stupid icon that he summoned. It's like I was, like, I was trying to figure mm. out, because I had a break here between when I watched this cutscene when we actually did the duty, and I was just like... The one thing the Empire, the Empire, brutal. The Empire, terrible. The Empire, willing to do whatever it takes to yeah. win. One thing they're very consistent on, do not like icons. Yeah. R- really, yeah. really yeah. don't like them in any context. It's really weird, huh? Not going to be a fan of any agent of theirs doing anything to make more oh, of yeah, them in the world. Definitely not. So, like, I just, I'm just like, we're going to find out his motivations. But at this point, I was utterly baffled. Yeah, weird. Hmm. Okay, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he did. Uh, it. Yeah, there's a there's a bit of a hole, and hopefully it gets filled up. Uh, anyway, <laughs> it will. <laughs> um, anyway, um, she's now Tsukuyomi. Tsukuyomi, yes, nice, you got it. Yeah. Um, okay, I, I, okay. I'm Tsukuyomi's with, a fun fight. So this fight, we we. I'm good with real with. foreign names. I'm just bad with fake fantasy names. It's <laughs> true, as long as they're not f- French. <laughs> okay, fair. <laughs> 
Um, so if you know the Tsukinomi fight, it's pretty great. It's actually kind of similar if you are listening and you've played World of Warcraft and you've not played Final Fantasy XIV. It's like similar to the Sisters of the Moon, I believe it's called in Legion, where like the floor has it reflects like phases of the moon and you can't stay in one for too long um, or you die, basically. So it like goes from black to white. Uh, but it also is sort of this staging ground. This There's this um staging ground in the middle of the fight that is probably the most important where it sort of plays back her her memories yeah and like we're a, like, like fighting off the, yeah the yeah we're like fighting off the shades of her memories from from a victim sort of in the middle of the the memory of Yatsio as well um so we fight off specters of asahi her parents random domans random imperials and also the specter of xenos um, and Gosetsu, her memory of Gosetsu also rushes in to protect her too, which is kind of cute and like precious and sweet. But yeah, ultimately we end up beating her after, actually you did pretty good on this fight, I remember. Yeah, this wasn't bad. Yeah, no, you did good on this one. Um, we said like, you know, get on the dark side, get mm-hmm. on the light side, make mm-hmm. sure the little counters don't tick up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we, we beat that fight and at the end of it, Yatsuyu is lying in the center of the platform with uh, stark white hair. Yes. Very and very kind of straightforward symbolism there. Like, ah. <laughs> and we're approaching her slowly to see if she's dead. And suddenly, from off screen, a high-powered rifle hits her right, shoots her and hits her right in the stomach. <laughs> so, heaven's word, they shoot right away. <laughs> Stormblood, they shoot after you're dead. It's just like that's what Yatsu did. Like Gotsetsu is basically already dead, and Yatsu is shooting him. And he and he it's it's Asahi, and he's like, "Look, you got to finish the job. We got to put her down." Mm. And we look at him, and he's like, "Look." Um. So yeah. So he shoots her, and he shoots her again, mm-hmm. and then he's like, "Hey, are you going to kill me now? Like I did all this stuff, but if you kill me, it'll burn the bridges of this whole treaty that we're trying to do. You're going to put the Doman Priest piece at risk just to kill me, huh?" Huh? God, he's such a fu- he's such a little. Shit but I was here. like, I mean, I may as well because you already fucked it. But like, yes, it's I, I don't know. And here's where he really starts losing it, and yeah. he starts just like going off about how like what was actually like eating him alive was resentment of the fact that Yotsuyu got put in power in charge of Doma as the acting viceroy when it should have been him. And yeah, well. we start to get it more of a sense that like his. His devotion to Xenos is a bit more fanaticism for Xenos. And he's, he's horny. Yes, he's, he's very... He lo- he wants that. He's very horny for Xenos. Uh-huh. And he starts kicking the shit out of Yatsuyu's corpse. But yeah, what we know about Xenos, though, does he give a shit about that? No, absolutely not. No, he gives a shit about people who want the fight you know and of course he's going to choose Yatsuyu because she's been spurned like hell yeah because she, she, she was has also, the fight she's willing to actually like to actually um to actually do the violence uh-huh Asahi is just a little shit it's like mm. yeah so of course of course but um yeah so he's finally kicking her getting really some really good camera angles on him he's very <laughs> doing a great job looking like a complete psychopath when suddenly his suddenly we hear a a, a slashing noise and a exploding noise a, a, a squelchy little gut noise that's yeah. weird and then he's lifted into the air and Yatsu's eyes Yatsu's eyes open fly open yep and he is being held in the air by a pair of magical etheric swords that she has conjured with her remaining of her prime. What's remaining of her primal power? Um, and she's like, 
good. <laughs> no. Okay. Scrub. What she actually says here, I, I'm, I'm going to read this quote a little it's bit, because what she says is, these people, our people, ignore corruption under the surface, cast aside that which is dirty and broken, speak not of things which would disrupt their dreary little lives. You are the first to pretend not to see, the first I swore to kill. And then she like makes his heart explode in his chest, I think. Pretty much. Which, which like, okay, that actually fills in kind of a hole in her mm-hmm. character for me, which was that like I saw, we all saw, like, you know the bad things that happened to her mm-hmm. in particular the bad way her parents treated you and the bad experience she had like you know in the brothel yeah it wasn't clear to me how that quite linked up to her just really 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 hating doma entirely and wanting to hurt everyone who lives there mm-hmm. and this quote is like the missing piece where it's like oh because the way that she the way that she experienced all of that was that all of this terrible stuff was happening to her and no one around her uh, none of her countrymen none of her like the people around Literally her nobody cared else. enough yeah. to like to to even like seem like they were paying attention, much less like intervene and do anything to help her. Yeah, everyone was committing that sort of second evil of like sweeping it under the rug. Yeah, and just like and being like, oh, like you know, we don't talk about the neighbors, right? Mm-hmm. Like you know, we just we mind our own business and we don't make noise. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I, I am yeah. glad we got that because it it gave her character a bit more of what I was looking for. Absolutely, and she she also mentions that upon killing Asai, he's like. Oh. Finally, I've been sated, you know, Ugh, like, yep. oh, okay. So that, that I think, I, I, I find that that is a really good payoff, that this, mm-hmm. this moment is a very good payoff because it is um, quite possibly the only thing she could have done to even remotely redeem herself was to kill Asai, <laughs> to kill, <laughs> take kill somebody Asai, yes, she goes out herself. equally shitty out with her. Um, we have a dialogue option here. You could say like, you know, as soon as she's dying, I could say, so you deserved better or go Setzel will mourn you. Which one did you say? I said, so you deserved better. I think she did. She disagrees. <laughs> she's like, nope, her happiness was not meant to be, but she hopes the fruit was as sweet as Gusetsu remembered. Yep. Uh, which one did you say? I did the first one this time and he's like, she was like, what did she say? So, oh, she said, well, he'll mourn sue you perhaps, but not in this one, not me. <laughs> And then her big glowy soul rises into the air and evaporates, which is how in this game you know that she is real dead for real. Oh yeah, that was that that primal is bye bye. Um, interesting. <laughs> and then Asai isn't quite dead; he is alive just long enough to give us an echo vision. Oh, another migraine. God, gotta give me that nasal spray soon. <laughs> and this is like a, a recent echo vision of Xenos with like his neck cloth or whatever. Uh-huh telling Asai to go back to Doma and sue for peace, and then giving him the entire plan to turn Yotsuyu into an icon to make her a vessel for one of the Kojin gods. Yeah, wow. Um, Asai's like, but the Warrior of Light will just kill her, and Xenos is like, "Uh, yes, but I want to send a message to the Populares and the others in the Empire that the icons are still out there and that they're not going to stop happening. And Asai's like, yes, of course, whatever you want, sir. I'll do anything you want, sir. I love you so much, sir. Do you want to get uh, the coffee? No, sorry, sorry. Yes, yes, Your Majesty. <laughs> um, and what's uh, weird? There's a couple uh, of weird things. One, Zenos addresses Asahi by name. Yes, which he didn't do before. I don't did think. Did not. Did not at all ask. Didn't ask his name <laughs> when no. he last met him. So that's weird. Like, there's no way he would know his name. Um, secondly, 
why the fuck does Xenos care about icons? Yeah, and, suddenly and, that's weird. And this is that's the bit also where, weird. And this is the bit where I was kind of like, oh, the good of oh, the, the good of the empire matters a lot to me now. <laughs> it's like, oh, Asai is just kind of stupid, huh? Yeah, like he just he just didn't ask any questions about any of this. <laughs> He's a little love struck. He's a little. Well, we've both been there. Okay. <laughs> Back in the present, his final thing don't, she tells us before. Don't tell me you haven't been there. You and I both know for a fact. Yeah, that okay. We have both. Yeah, okay. You know, we both not been there. ask questions when we should have been asking questions. Uh huh. <laughs> right along. Oh, we've known each other for quite some time. Yes. Moving right along. Um, the last thing he says before he dies for um, real is Xenos will come for you, and then he's like, ah. And we're like, I wish he wouldn't, but whatever. I guess. <laughs> um. So yeah, we're like, great. He's alive cool pretty pretty certain at this point so under the moonlight is the next quest well no no we still got a ways to go here oh ghost has to come back well, that's right a yeah, bunch right. of bunch of stuff here we yeah, got yeah. Gosetsu comes back and grabs her body i, I got... skipped half i skipped half of this quest oh and this, is, this is like the nicest part of this entire thing and i just was like all right we'll check on this stupid dead body i guess this is my favorite bit yeah it's because, like really good he, he ends like i guess the piece is off shit and then maxima yeah who maxima, is, like, his assistant comes Chad. in he's, he's like a, he's, he's a like lieutenant yeah and he's just like fuck that i, I don't know guy. what just happened here or why my boss just summoned a primal i think the peace talks are still on because i think peace like, with I'm doma would be down. good for the empire <laughs> so let's just do the prisoner trade as planned and forget this happened <laughs> how about I have been waiting for a character like Maxima for Maxima so long. Maxima is so good. I've been waiting for someone in the <laughs> imperial bureaucracy who is not just like super villain shit, who like who cares about like outcomes and thinking more than like one step ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maxima is incredible. Um, so we get the negotiations done, and Alfino suggests uh, that he accompanies him back well, to the capital because yes. Alfino uh, gets a certain set. Yeah, we, he, he tells. Tell about a vision, and we're like, Xenos is alive. And Alfino's like, I think I know what's happening. <laughs> because where primal summoning and the Empire are concerned, like, the Empire does not like primals. So why would they suddenly summon a primal? Because there's a fucking assy in a foot. Yeah. Maxima is like, yeah, Xenos is wounded, but he's totally alive. And Alfino's like, he was fucking dead, and his he body was in the his, ground. What are you talking throat. about? We slashed his throat. God damn it. No, there's only one explanation for this. <laughs> so Alpha knows like, can I, okay, can I come back with you to Garlemald? I to, want to you, check gonna, this out. We need a scion there to check people out. We know what the fuck these assholes are up to. The Asians are, the, you have an Asian in your, in your royal family that is going to um, fuck with your movement and it would be really invaluable to have a scion and, as an ally. <laughs> And they're like, all right, cool. And Alice is like, not cool. No, <laughs> please, please don't. This is stupid and dangerous. And Alfred is like, yep, it is. But this is the only thing I'm good at. <laughs> <sighs> okay. And so he and Maxima are going to get on that airship and go back. Oh, uh, he does. But he also, uh, he, Lord Hien is there and grants him protection as an emissary of Doma, just yes. in case he doesn't, just to offer some meager political protection. Doesn't necessarily stop any any old fucking... Yeah, they're not. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert they're not even going to make they're it. They're not there. even. They're not remotely interested in that. No. Uh, but we head back with uh, the conscripts in tow with our big boat. That back we to the definitely, village. definitely get a cutscene for this big boat that we spend a lot of time getting. Yep, mm-hmm. we hundred uh, percent see the fruits of our labor. <laughs> definitely, that boat is so cool. 
Really good boat. Describe this boat. Um, it's rectangular, and it goes on the water. It goes on the water. It's so it's like rectangular. Like the the hull is just a rectangle. Yes, is it's what like, I'm saying. It cuts it. It's not actually like bowed or tapered in any way. It's like a, a big wooden box. Well, that's the boat. I, well, that's, now I don't remember. That's a really so. No, continue <laughs> describing this wooden box of a boat. It had red paint on it. It's had a lot. Definitely, it was. There was a lot of Marxist propaganda we had to paint over, and definitely, definitely, really good boat. Um, anyway, we get back to the village. We get you everyone could, you back. Said, to- you could have made anything up. You could. That was that was definitely definitely a moment of creative license. Oh, <laughs> because uh, yeah, the she, joke is we do not see this boat. <laughs> you should understand at this point. I'm deeply unimaginative, and when you throw to me like that, I will just <sighs> immediately flame out. <laughs> the boat was shaped like a dragon, and it had sparkly scales and the, the <laughs> eyes that are made of rubies. <laughs> it spoke Mandarin. <laughs> I think it was talking about ice cream a lot, actually. <laughs> And it we was, made it. We did make a stop in Koreatown to grab some, <laughs> grab some like rose flavored ice cream. It was super good. That book was. It was like really cool, but like kind of talkative. <laughs> the conscripts are like, "Why? This is such a long detour." <laughs> also, it kept telling us it was the King of Hyrule, but I don't know where that is. <laughs> um. Cool. So we we the conscripts meet up with their family members, and it's like really sweet and touching. And Hien gives a lovely. A lovely speech as he has wont to do um and from off screen gosetsu uh, kind of comes in and it pans to his feet and then it pans slowly up to his head and what he shaved his hair yes. that's not what a samurai is supposed to do nope it's not because he's not a samurai anymore <gasps> what putting down the sword and he's going to wander the countryside basically like you know praying for he's going to change jobs offering prayers that need praying for he's gonna, yeah he's a monk now he's, he's a monk you think he's going to start punching shit I mean, frail body. I, that dude has like fists like hams. Okay, like yeah, he, but he's like can't walk. <laughs> I don't think he needs to walk. I don't. That's true. He just needs to punch. <laughs> you just you can't get close to him without getting like <laughs> like a fist the size of a tire of of like like an anvil to the face. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Called shot. Gossets is a monk. Okay, and anyway, no, he's going to wander the landscape, but like praying for mm-hmm. like offering up prayers and just sort of like uh, pursuing a life of spirituality, basically. That seems nice. Yeah, you know, good, good for him. Well, he's not, he can't really be a good bodyguard anymore. Nope. Apart from apparently being a really good monk. Um, so now <laughs> we go into the quest under the moonlight. Um, the, the last thing here is that oh, we are talking it, about so you a little bit, and Yugiri does say like, oh, "Man, if the will of the her. kami was for her to lose one chance at happiness and get killed by her brother, the kami kind of suck." Is how I've written it down here, and he's just like, "They work in mysterious ways." Oh God. Okay. Well, killing um, Asahi was definitely the kami hated Asahi that much, so like we need somebody to like murder suicide this bitch. <laughs> and this fan, this this bloodline needs to not be here anymore. Yeah. Okay, under, under the moonlight, yes. finally. Under the moonlight. So we're under like, the moonlight. <laughs> we should probably go tell Lisa about Xenos. So uh, we I go guess so. Back to Girabania, and 
She's also like, what? We put him in the ground. He had a hole in his neck. She's also like, where about? the hell's Alfie now? <laughs> yeah, also that. But yeah, we just surprised her of things. And they're pretty incredulous about it. Thancred, um, in his creepy way, shows up out of nowhere and offers to help us observe the coffin. He's and, like, should, well, we go, yeah, should we go like defile his grave? Yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, well, yep, it's empty. Uh, but yeah, hopefully nobody was watching them, right? Just, yeah, uh, no, so we go find the grave. We open the grave. The body is missing. Someone is watching us. Damn it. Somebody's watching us, but they're watching us by an elf resistance scout with a samurai sword and a very steely gaze. That's weird. It's it's pretty weird. I we'll get to it. That's weird. Uh, Yustola. Wow, can't say her name. Yustola clocks the Asian thing just like fucking Alphano did. Alphano did. Um, meanwhile, okay. Um, we get, we, get, we cut away to the Empire. Cut back to Garlemald, mm-hmm. and the Emperor is furious at Xenos, and he's like, "No icons!" And Xenos is like, "Look, it got killed right away, and the right can't be repeated. Everything is going according to plan. Mm-hmm. I work only to ensure the salvation of the star." Yeah, and I was like, Zenos. "That's definitely what Xenos sounds that's, like." Yeah, Xenos uh-huh. gives a shit about the salvation of the star. Uh huh. Um, also, um, there is a another cutaway to the final boss room of Castrum Abania, if you remember that. We got some rugged um, soldiers some, here. There's no just just there's just a bunch of Garlean tech here. Oh yeah, and then there's one one resistance scout looking over the the busted ships, and then a rugged and so one singular rugged and soldier goes over. He's like, "What are you doing?" And I, and then he ignores him. He's like, "I said, what are you doing?" Um, to which the uh, Elysian samurai um absolutely kills him, <laughs> just stabs him straight. Does like a uh, does like an energy samurai slash that we're pretty familiar with, um, and he kind of monologues to nobody, and he says, "Thereupon the stage I stood prepared to take my final bow, only to find the finale was but an intermission. Shall I use this chance to repent for my sins? Nah, fuck that. Uh, I got someone I want to kill." <laughs> So okay, so Xenos and Asian did Freaky Friday. They did the body swap. It looks like or something, something similar to that. Yes, something like that. So it was an Asian and Xenos's body back in Garlemald, and what seems to be Xenos's soul in a different body mm-hmm. here. You know, in weird. Yeah, pr- weird. Pr- pretty weird. The following quest is the Emissary of Dawn. We're back in the Rising Stones at this point. And um, we just go sit down, and then it tells, it tells us that us several cutscenes will play in sequence. Several cutscenes! Here we go! Um, we catch up, Ishola. We catch her up on this stuff, too, um, that we all caught up, Lisa. And she's like, well, that fucking sucks ass. I guess here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to the East and learn more about their relics and summoning and whatever the hell, because apparently that's relevant now. <laughs> <laughs> we should probably learn more, um, probably like, learn more just like, in case there's anything, any more kami that get turned into primals anything that yashola starts paying attention to like this i'm like oh okay like d- d- half expansion from now it's going to suddenly come back in some major plot relevant way yeah probably um Thancred reports in as well pretty much confirms what we knew about he's um, like they're really sure they put that body in the ground about xenos um and we have to assume it's an asian at that point because there's no other explanation otherwise asahi would not have been fooled because if that was just like a different person being Xenos, Asahi, the devotee that he was, would have been like, who the fuck is this this, uh, this Alpha Chad? Right, yeah, he would have caught on that it was a wig. <laughs> he would have clocked the lace. <laughs> Meanwhile, on the ship with the very nice Imperials, we're passing over uh, something called the Burn. Uh, Alphano wants to get a look at it, and, uh, and, and well, uh, it wouldn't have been a great, very good view, because it is just land bled dry by the summoning of icons, but... 
which yeah. ones it's not really made specific but like it is like this is like the empire's history really is like oh like a major swath of like space that they mm-hmm. occupy was turned into blasted desert by primals so they really have seen firsthand like how bad that shit can get yeah um also explosion <laughs> yes also suddenly oh the ship shakes they're under attack shot by what seems to be magitech armor what and it hits the reactor immediately so it's someone who knows like you know how the ship is built what the hell what the heck what ah oh, geez guys what are you doing i'm on your team uh, and so the ship crashes but they survive they seem to be shot ships um ordered directly from the crown prince himself yes so and they're intercepted uh, and shot down in the burn Yes, and so the whole, like, you know, crew and everyone, like, you know, gets out, and we suddenly are playing as Alphano here. Yeah, we go, we, we get out, we see the landscape nearby, it is just white sand, It's yeah, as like, far like, as the eye can see. Like, white sand, mm-hmm. like, white. bleached. Very, like, it's like, it's like a celebrity's veneers everywhere. It's slightly blue to it. Yes. I bet it would glow in the dark, but also maybe, I don't know if it would. It, I bet it, it would probably, glow if you it, put a black light over it. Oh my gosh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, don't do that. You you would never see the scorpions either. There's no scorpions because there's no life. Actually, I think there are scorpions. I think I'm wrong about that. And then there are giant <laughs> scorpions, scorpions. Came back in. I think there Fallout are, style. I think, I think I'm I think there are uh celebrity veneer scorpions in this in this uh desert. So uh we recover some shit recover some people from beneath well yeah we're playing as alpha now at this point at, at which we we he's a little like a mini summoner a little arcanist um he has his his big ass book it, it's very funny to me that they implement this by like overriding our primary hot bar with his three abilities yeah and then leaving all our additional hot bars intact so i'm just <laughs> like oh i have all these red mage spells that i can't cast <laughs> no no those aren't yours it's whatever it's basically a pet bar mm-hmm. yeah Anyway, but so like we control Alphino, we save a couple soldiers by healing them, and then oh, this is suddenly a ton more. So we got to fight. We Helicopters fight. and soldiers and everything. Yeah, we fight them off, and you know, as we're we fight them a whole bunch of them off, and as we're defending ourselves, uh, someone shoots them down with a rifle. Yes, a lot of rifles. off the side, off mm-hmm. to the side, and here we meet. I don't know some some guy, some Garlean, tall, dark skinned Garlean man. He is Garlean. Yeah, has the eye on his forehead. Eye on his forehead. Two people next to him who are not Garlean. As a lancer and a, uh, or a, and a conjurer, I think conjurer or a black mage. I don't know. I couldn't tell. They both have staves. And they and they approach us and they're like, "Ha We not it's not we have not just a scion, but you." And Alpha and I was like, Why "You know fuck? me specifically? You seem to have me at a disadvantage here." Who and who he's are, like, "You be." He's like, "Don't yes, worry about it. You will stay at a disadvantage." Yeah, don't don't worry about it. I don't want to advantage I just, you. Here's my here's my here's my deal. Uh, I want to kill Asians. I know you pretty much want to do that too. Well, you can come with me if you want, or you can just stay here at your ship and hope somebody comes to get you. Bad news, though. Probably just going to be more <laughs> people who know where you. The only people who know where you are are people who want to kill you. So I would suggest you move. <laughs> so okay, they move. That's the end. Basically, the end of that. That quite like that's the cliffhanger. Yeah, Alpha is kind mm-hmm. of stranded in the desert, following the Shadow Hunter. Who has like a bunch of Asian masks on his belt and mm-hmm. one non-Asian mask, which we zoom in on. Yeah, weird. Weird. Who do you think this is? I don't know. Oriange probably. It's like probably Oriange. <laughs> I don't know at this point. What? That dude what gets a around. Guess. 
that concludes the MSQ recap. Um, we are going to move on to the uh, next segment. Um, we're going to try and get through this. There's a lot going on here, but this is this now. Um, I mean, I think the, we can skip a lot of the narrative stuff. Probably. So Four Lords um, is the series of trials. And this is, I'm just going to say it, not for us as Westerners. <laughs> this no. It's definitely more like a, there's like an Eastern mythology that we're not as familiar it's with. It's steeped in a lot of, yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of symbolism that doesn't really, didn't probably just doesn't land with us. So story-wise, not really over our, our, our impressions. We're like, this is not really the most important. But mechanics-wise, boy, is this fun. <laughs> it's, got, it's a lot of good fights. It's a lot of cool dungeons. Yeah. That's some sweet moments, some nice, fun characters. Like the characters are great. It's just like how it all gels together. We're like, what is happening? This is this is just odd. And there's a lot of proper nouns and things happening at once that we're supposed to know that we just kind of don't. Okay, should I try and move pretty expediently through like the setup for this? Sure, why not? Hey, remember Soroban, our friend? Yeah, he has a missive asking for us specifically to go to a place called Hell's Lid because it is like mm-hmm. an underground cavern where a bunch of evil oni were sealed. Yeah, he gets a magic dagger that they should totally open a secret passage with, and there's definitely going to be treasure in it. So Tataro's like, I need money because Alphano's an asshole who spent a ton of money on a sword. Go on. <laughs> Sorry. So we get, so the letter came with a magic dagger to open the way into Hell's Lid, which is very valuable and proves it's legit because they wouldn't just give it out lightly. Mm. And so we go to the lava fields. It's like the, it's like the base of this volcano, basically. It's like literally like molten magma everywhere. Yeah. And um, this is where a legendary warrior named Tenzen defeated the Oni that plagued the realm before retiring in comfort, which we're going to learn is not exactly true. Mm. Uh, no one's ever seen the Oni. They're just legends. We have no idea what's really going on. We go into the dungeon that takes us into uh, Hell's Lid. Yes, Hell's Lid is. We go down a volcano. There's a big, uh, there's a big man. First boss is a big man, and he turns into a little man. Was it maybe? The, I think it was the Tanuki as the first boss. Yes, he like beat beat him, and then he poofs into a little Tanuki. And then the next one is a big ferret man. And then he poofs into a little ferret. ferret. Yep. And, and then, then we the go into glowy one, water. Last boss zone. is Genbu. Genbu, who's Genbu, a big turtle man. Big turtle man. Um, iconic minor character from Final Fantasy V. Also a turtle. <laughs> <laughs> very, very good. Very, very good callback. Um, we beat we beat the big turtle. Um, and we uh, mechanically it's fun. There's just like there's, there's these little water orbs that have arrows on the ground. You gotta gotta get into the right hex. Um, you got to figure out what the path of the, the danger is and you get in the right hex and then you break the shield and it's a lot of fun. Of course, a big turtle has a big shield, right? You got to break it. That's what turtles that's, do. That's thematically resonant. Yes. So we, uh, once we defeat, uh, the, once we defeat Genbu, he turns into a tiny little turtle, but he's flapping on his little shell. He's flapping on his back. He can't get up. You come across a turtle on its back in the bottom of a dungeon. You could flip it over, but you're not. Why aren't you? Because I know that turtle can fly. <laughs> But Tataro dramatically comes in and flips Gen- Genbu over. Um, and then he starts levitating. He's, and then he starts levitating. Why didn't you just do that? And this is where Soroban says, by the coming well, talking turtle. Well, he says something first. Genbu's like, nice. Good job. Good job. Good job. <laughs> you have made it to us and you have brought the dagger. And you are strong. Cool. By the coming a talking turtle. And if you do not remember, Soroban is also a talking turtle. <laughs> kind of a Kind of a talking muffin joke there. Yeah. And then, so, like, you know, um, these are all legendary animals that he's familiar with. These are all, like... Um, these are what we call auspices. Auspices. They're they, like, are, they are beasts that have lived a thousand years old. And so, therefore, like, you know, have, like, you know, great wisdom and power and all of that. 
How do they get there? I don't know. Whatever. But Shut they, up. None they, of your business. They live down here. They, and all of them have gifts. And Genbu's gift is clairvoyance. And he has seen that the Ruby Sea is going to be engulfed in flames because um, Koryu, this sort of other auspice, mm-hmm. other spirit that like that the great warrior Tenzen actually kind of gave his life to seal into this giant stone down here in Hell's Lid. Um, you know, Koryu is starting to shake his bonds and show signs of reviving. And if he gets out, it'll be bad for everyone. Yes. Each auspice has two halves to their soul, kind of a yin and yang thing. The Ar- the Aramitama, and uh, that is the rage of the soul. And it is balanced with the ever calming sea called the Nigimitama. Um, there's a lot of references to the Aramitama about quelling their rage we will refer to it as rage um the the entire premise of this is that we are going to go through the lords one by one to quell their aramitamas yes as they are as they are increasingly getting madder basically there the, are the four great lords who like you know use their power to seal the bonds Get but as bonds. they're they're like you know their rage grows more it renders their control less complete and so what has to happen is they actually need to let all their rage out in one big burst of a fight with us and we're going to like fight it out of them Mm -hmm. and then that will like help them restore their balance with their inner peace basically um so we do that the first one we tackle is biakko um he's a big tiger man he was shunned because he had white fur and then he got he kept living for some reason um, he was living a life of solitude and Tenzin came up as like, I'm going to beat you up. And he's like, well, shut up. And then Tenzin beat him up. He's like, Hey, you want to come with me? And Biako's like, all right. Yeah. We're going to get a lot. Like, we're going to find out how like each of these four animal Lords basically like became friends with Tenzin because he saved them from whatever problem they were having. Right. Uh, so the Biako fight, um, is great. Very good. A lot of wrestling moves. He picks somebody up, slams well, on the ground. Because he transforms. He's, he transforms a, he's, he's like a giant a big cat tiger man with, man. A cat, with a cat arm, a tiger on his arm. Yes. He's like, he's like a big furry man with abs and a tiger for a hand. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is this this they, this they is a, the furry's dream, this whole quest chain. Actually, this entire game is a furry's dream. <laughs> let's, not, let's not isolate out the four lords when I'm playing a bunny man. <laughs> <laughs> like hello uh anyway um the uh the fight's really cool he picks someone up slams him on the ground and then tosses us all in the air and we all have to fucking dodge <laughs> yeah he, thro- he throws us into the air and then we spend like a minute <laughs> At least like two falling, falling down these like dodging dodging words. attacks as we all like plummet through the air y'all if you were in this group with us thank you very much um we are, I, I i've been making it a habit to plug the podcast after after every group i think it's working if you were in this group with biako um thank you for the help please dodge <laughs> please learn to dodge <laughs> You were a little frustrated at times. I was, I was like frustrated, but also I'm like, holy cow, they are just not, they are just not caring at this point, and it's pretty funny. I think they're just collecting snacks at this. <laughs> I've done before, but I did it as a tank. I remember, <laughs> I think on one raid, I was like, I'm gonna collect as many falling up snacks as I can because I'm bored. And I, and I was like, is that cool, healers? And they're like, go for it. And I got to like twelve. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, Loved it. I mean, it was, it was still a good time. Don't worry, nobody died. So no, whatever. it was all fine. That went pretty. Actually, I think maybe or whatever. Uh, yeah, it was fine. I'm just, I'm just. We, we, jo- we never wiped. Chain. Um, so I beat Biako. Yay! He's he's calm now. Cool. So this is gonna work. Yep. Um, Tortoise and time is the following quest. Well, so we go back. We tell Genbu, and Genbu's like, oh, "Awesome. Sure. Also, Soroban, stay here and start training to help maintain the wards yourself by learning Tai Chi." 
Yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot okay. about that part. I kind of shouldn't have forgotten about it, but I did. Oh, well. Tortoise in Time is the next quest. Um, we go back uh, after a little while, because this is the next patch. Um, we get the recap from Genbu. Um, we want to go visit Soroban. Soroban currently lacks divinity. He has potential, but he does not have divinity, and that comes with age. Well, how do we fi- how do we age people quickly? Well, there's a convenient box with time in it. I... I- <laughs> I, the logic of this breaks my brain a little bit. So, like, you gain divinity by, like, aging, yeah. which makes sense because with age comes wisdom. But then you can hack it by just making someone get old really, really fast, which also makes them, therefore, have, like, the divine wisdom and the power, therefore, really, really fast. Like, that seems yeah. like it shouldn't work. <laughs> You may bathe in temporal ad- magics and age a thousand years in an instant. They may undergo the change and become an auspice, albeit until the magics dissipate. Well, um, I mean, if you had done the uh, optional dungeon at level 63, there is a boss mechanic where you do have to age yourself briefly. Um, but so they're like kind of s- just reusing that, I guess. Either set it up or reusing it, whatever. Um we go to now, uh, we, to get we that to box, get the we, time have to, box. we have to go get the time box from a place called the Swallow's Compass, which is a whole little um, little secret geomancer dungeon that's been sealed off by guards set by Gunboom. We're like, oh, we're going to have to beat those guards because they don't want anyone to get a time box. That would suck. We get the doors here and the little animal auspice critter outside has yeah. the, the gall to crack about how long it took us to get there. And it's like, motherfucker, I flew here as fast as I could. Well... We got some fun sort of Nickelodeon gut style gauntlet rooms in the, in oh. the Swallows Compass. This dungeon's great. This is like my favorite dungeon really in a good. while. It's really good. It's a really good dungeon. Uh, there's just like a whole lot of um, a whole lot of octagons everywhere, even like on the screen. And every time you go into a chamber, there's like a guardian with a big bell, and he bangs the bell, and it's super loud and scary. <laughs> Every time, just it's like ah, dong. stop, <laughs> and the octagons fill up your screen. <laughs> Like why? Why is any of this? This is so overstimulating. Uh, there's a there's a section in like a third of the way through where you have to like dodge a raging <laughs> river, river by hiding behind some fucking some barriers, and you're just getting so wet. <laughs> and the gongs are still ringing. You're just like, oh, <laughs> so much happening. There's a lot happening. Um, and then you get up to the top, and there's a bunch of fucking tornado. It's like you get to the top of this mountain. And you fight legally distinct mm-hmm. Sun Wukong. Yeah, it's it's a different auspice. It's a monkey auspice uh, who is guarding the box. And then legally, n- definitely not Sun Wukong. Um, he's got some staff shenanigans. Uh, but he's cool. He kind of splits himself based on his health and you just kill him down. It's a good dungeon. And then at the end, you beat him and he flies away in his magic cloud. Yeah, and he actually shows up later back in the dungeon, back in the Hell's Lid or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah he does. Yeah, he's there. Mm-hmm. Um, then we we get bring the we bring this we bring the time box back to Soraban and we instruct him uh, Soraban and only Soraban to inhale its vapors for a little bit, um, and we're gonna watch him very carefully. And currently, uh, we do that. We step away and we open the box and a bunch of gray smoke pours out. And Soraban's like, "Oh, this sucks! Sucks ass! This is smoky and gross." And um, nothing like- happens right away. Tataro goes away. She's like, "This this just is a fucking scam. I'm gonna look at it. Is there see if there's any money in there?" And Every and Genbu's like, "Hey, what if you didn't do that?" And she's like, "Shut up!" And puts puts her whole face in there. And Genbu knocks her away. <laughs> and then all the animals like start lining up and they start singing, "Oompa loompa, no, no, no. 
Do, no, they don't. No, they don't. No, God, no. We don't need to. We do not need to bring Oompa Loompas into this. Anyway, but Tataru is like she's been turned into an old lady. Oh yeah, for briefly, and she's very upset about it because she, her face feels like leather. And how, how could she possibly? How can she possibly work the, her normal corners? <laughs> and then it pops free, and she's totally normal. She's fine. She's fine. She can hold it up. Yeah, she can hold it up at any age. She's just. And then, so, but, but Soroban, <laughs> who has been inhaling much more of the smoke, <laughs> is now turned big and mean and has a staff. <laughs> yes. Soroban has been, uh, Genbo is sufficiently distracted at this point to where he uh, is, his his rage has fully matured <laughs> and taken over. So we have to beat, beat the rage out of him. Damn it. Damn it, Tataru, it's all your fault. And then Genbu's like, oh, I got to get on this too. And he, he literally says Shazam to transform. He does say Shazam to transform. He gives him like the strength of Shiva and the intelligence of, what's the primal that starts with H? I can't do this. I, 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 need, I need to prepare for this. Hillary Clinton. <laughs> I need to prepare for this. So I was going to do the Shazam joke. So. The rage of Xenos and the, I don't know. Okay. Anyway, we all fight Soroban in the solo duty. And it's a very chaotic fight, but we uh, managed to subdue him and he reverts back to normal. And Genbu's like, all right, success. Cool. Um, Tataru helps out too by summoning her carbuncle. She's going to do some sweet arcane stuff. Just kidding. The carbuncle runs away and then Tataru gets all the mechanics and she chases us around with the mechanics and is completely griefing us the entire time. <laughs> like, stop. Just go away. <laughs> Just leave. It's so good. Oh, God. It's really, it's very funny. And then we get Genbu's story here, which is my favorite one of these. Oh, yeah. Genbu's so funny. Like that before he was an auspice with all this power, he was just an ordinary turtle who had the power of clairvoyance. And just all he could do was just like see all these terrible futures that were like about to befall all like, you know, the the, the men around him. And he couldn't do anything because he's a turtle. And he would clap and be cute. Yeah, and so like all like all he could do was like dance to get their attention, and they're just like, "Oh, cute, a dancing turtle! Ah, volcano!" Yeah, basically. Um, but until Tenzin comes around, and Tenzin can understand turtle, he studied it. He took two years of turtle in college and got a minor. And so it turns out it's going to be a landslide in the village, and yeah, Tenzin's got the whole Doctor Doolittle thing mm-hmm. going on. And so he's like, "What if I like pretend to fight my tiger friend, and everyone gets spooked and they run away, and then the landslide doesn't kill everyone?" And it's like, don't know why he couldn't have just said, like, hey, he came from the mountain and he does a landslide coming. But okay, whatever. Yeah, whatever. They put on the fight and then do some good old theatrics, some good old dinner theater, and everyone, you know, runs away. Okay, end of quest. Basically. Um, so the following quest is the Firebird down below. We got another Lord to quell. The wards are getting weaker. Sorban's training somewhere. We definitely don't want to see him doing his Kegels. Because that would be disturbing. And Suzaku shows up. Well, so we show back up at the temple, and Genbu's like, where is that little urchin girl I'm so fond of? Call oh, her. Yeah. Call her right now. Call she her. needs to be here right now. This is and very important so we for her. call the Taro on the Link Pearl, and then however long it takes her to get there later, finally we can get started. Sure. Suzaku shows up. She's still... Turns out she's a little less uh, amicable than Byako was. She's kind of grieving the loss of Tenzin from 200 years ago. She's a she, phoenix. She and him uh, got it on, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeesh. Sexy times with the Firebird. Mm. No thanks. The um, she She's all like, Byako, Byako comes in and is like, hey, you know, we got to keep living to honor Tenzin's memory and also just to stop everyone else from dying that'd be really great she's apparently starting to hallucinate though that we are pretending to be tenzin what that's weird 
Um, or is she hallucinating? Or I think perhaps, she's hallucinating. Perhaps Biako recognizes. Yeah, Biako tells us that like she recognizes the blessing uh, that we have that was similar to Tenzin. Um, so yeah, so Suzaku recognizes the um, translating, the universal translator that we have in the form of the blessing of light that lets us speak turtle. <laughs> I guess it's like Tenzin. Yeah, basically. Um, Fine, okay, we can fight. Yes. So, um, I lost my place in the notes. Byaku does are... like say like, hey, when you're in there, she might say some stuff she doesn't mean, so don't take it personally. Yeah. I wonder if like anyone, if like Kryle showed up, would she be like, why are there two Tenzins? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell <laughs> um so we start the suzaku fight and wow now now the if you were in our suzaku fight you all did great alex did not <laughs> now the table the turns have ran, tables ran off the edge in two different where directions. alex was like immaculate on biako he did he he felt like so suzaku's arena after the beginning it turns into a donut basically and he red mage flipped off the back and then Red Mage dashed in and tried to dodge a mechanic into the middle. <laughs> and fell off the edge both times. Fell off the edge both times. But this fight is really good. In the middle section, you do have to play Dance Dance Revolution. <laughs> you do, which is pretty good. And then after that, you play some Simon, basically. You do play some Simon. Simon doesn't say. Simon dodge. Yeah, Simon's like, don't press, don't don't follow Simon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So her story uh, afterwards, we quell her rage. Her story kind of has this tragic irony element to it. She Her gift of course, as a phoenix, is that she can wield immortality, but she could not fully control it or manifest it uh, in time to say to to empower her her love light her love with it, um, basically with Tenzin, and also everyone else just tried to use her, so she ran away and beat was hidden. And then Tenzin was different, and so she's like, "Cool, I guess I'll try." And, person, yeah, I, I guess I'll just like love you. I guess you want to know what this beak do. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm sorry. They they purported that they're in love. <laughs> that they're in full erotic love. It's in the text. Anyway, but at the end, he uses a powerful technique that sacrifices himself to seal away Koryu. And she's like, I couldn't save him. I couldn't I save couldn't him. I couldn't save him in one. time. And then afterwards, I was like totally able to save him. <laughs> and that would suck. Oh, well. Uh, sorry, Ban. After, after this, this really nice. Just nice scenes. We we get we get a um, a, a Sorban returns in the form of a giant, rapidly spinning, flying turtle shell with flames spitting out of the holes. Yeah, it's great. It's it's great. Yeah, it, it's and then and then he lands and he's that's, an enormous tortoise. Now that's, that's what happens when you do too many kegels. <laughs> you get those leg muscles fired up. Um, he's like, what is this happening? And Genbu says, uh, you probably just did your prayer ritual wrong and inadvertently became host to a turtle kami. That sucks. <laughs> so you might return, you might regain your form. And Sorban's like, might? Yeah, we'll see. Okay. Break time. Break time. Surpassing the samurai. Okay. The wards are rapidly weakening. Oh no. Time to do the fourth one of these. Snake, uh, snake slithers in. He's like, yep. Hey, so he's, he's like, hey, cool. Let's go battle. I'm not, I'm not weird like Suzaku. <laughs> yeah, just like it, just, just, keep it simple. And got, then we, we got a remote island. We don't have to do this here. This is a sacred place. Let's go. He seems cool. And then we get there, and he's like, actually, I don't want you to quell my rage at all. I just want to unleash all of the rage, so that, that way I will be incredibly powerful and can defeat Koryu myself. And oh, okay, Biaku's like, or no, Genbu's like, no, bad idea. Don't do that. What? No. <laughs> what if we didn't do that? Too late. <laughs> Oh, well. And so that throws us into the Wreath of Snakes. Wreath of Snakes. Uh, girl, girl, fight. He's a snake. Three snake snake eyes. There's lots of, lots of snakes. 
uh, summons lots of wheels. <laughs> it's very chaotic fight. Okay, wait. What was this mechanic where like there's two have... wheels on the side and then one big wheel in the middle that targets one of the healers? We were both healers. You, you of course you got the targeted one, and it was like okay, you have to come in the middle so that the tanks don't die. So wait, so is do I have to go between the two side yes, wheels? Yes. I thought I did that. You were not. You were over on the left the first time. The second okay. time you did it. Okay. I I don't know that I could tell why one succeeded and one failed. Well, but because for... there weren't enough people because they all started running towards you. I was like, no, everyone's gonna get the tanks. <laughs> like we're all gonna die. Okay. We're all gonna take two AOEs. So I rescued you into into it. And I bar- you died, but I, and I barely lived. But we were yeah. able to. I found recover. this fight very confusing. Yeah. Um. After that, we get blown off the platform have to swim back to the middle dodge some guy punching you didn't you got hit by every single punch uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then kill the snake man it's a great it's a very good fight um it's chaotic but fun and uh he's like all right sorry about that <laughs> and we get his backstory he, and he, he was just a big snake he was just a, a, like his power was being big and, a snake. and <laughs> then the people like worshipped snakes and so it kind of went to his head and then after, like, you know, a few centuries, he started, like, he didn't die and started getting some powers. And they started going from, like, worshipping him as snake god to, like, blaming him as snake devil. And then they made a human sacrifice to him, which he did not kill, but he just took the poor woman away and, like, put her somewhere <laughs> I safe. I take the women. <laughs> so it was just like, I, um, keep them. I don't want to kill this one, but I don't want them to do that again. So I'm just going to, like, take her over to some village over here where they've never heard of them. And then... And then, you know, over time, he becomes hunted. And finally, Tenzin tracks him down and beats him. But then rather than kills him, invites him to join his whole, like, you know, animal yeah. D&D party. And Snake refuses to join. And Tenzin's like, okay, well, you know, become stronger and rethink it. Maybe we'll fight again. And that's his whole point. is like he never got to have his big rematch because then Tenzin died, sacrificing himself to seal Koryu. Well, that sucks. But hey, he had a rematch with us. That's cool. That's There's something. An- there's an interesting story in here that, like, just thin. This is a bit thin. Yeah, it's a little. It's little, whatever. It's, a it's, 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 it's an excuse like for the, the for the fun mo- fights. It's just a monster of the week kind of. Yeah. Uh, side quest plot, but you know, I wanted to get these done for consistency and just introduce auspices into this thing because there's some questions that their existence kind of precludes, like. Auspice? What's the relationship between Auspice, Kami, and Primal? <laughs> There's not a one-to-one relationship with any of them. Auspices are not primals, right? They're just... I exist not. No, they're just these beasts that exist. But, like, what, you know... They're, they're, but they are equally a threat. Are they also draining Heidelin? Or are they also, like, doing this shit? You know? See, like, this stuff is so side story that I kind of figured it was, like, pocketed off in some, like, oh, mm. magic also works like this, but you don't need to worry about it. But maybe it'll come back. Maybe. Yeah, we'll see. I just, it, like, does the whole idea of auspices come back? Um, We'll see. But okay. I think it I th- it feels it feels like the, it feels too major for it not to, okay. even if it doesn't, or in some way. But, like, there's this whole mythology around it and this whole region that worships this stuff. It'd be like if the Twelve never showed up. Yeah. That's that'd be weird. Yeah. Well. <laughs> okay. Um. Cool. So we the final the epilogue sort of final quest is the fifth lord. The four lords in all their auspice glory now move to uh, redo the wards of Koryu with uh, Soroban's help. I guess. Uh. Cool. Great. All their rages are quelled and everything seems to have worked. Ah, uh, it's exploding. Oh no! The rocket's angry and all the ropes are getting incinerated. Oh well. 
And they get transported into the smoke void. Chekhov's rock wards. And we see Koryu, who is a giant dragon horse. He's a Kirin. Who, he's a Kirin, you're right. Who just, all he can do is just scream about how all shall burn. Which, yeah. like, okay, dude, yeah, man, mad. you've been in here for like a thousand years and you can't think of anything better? I wouldn't. I wouldn't bother. Okay. Yada, yada, yada. Genbu throws up a barrier. It's overcome. He collapses. Yeah. We, like, decide. And then he gets lasered. Mm-hmm. He gets totally shracked. And then, like, and then uh, Koryu wraps us all in, like, a giant sphere of magical flame. It's all cutscene, by the way. It's yeah. not a fight. And then, like, as we're being wrapped in the giant sphere of magic flame, everything goes black. And then suddenly, Tenzin is here. A spirit of Tenzin holding up a flaming samurai sword. Uh, and then he, he, he smiles wordlessly at me. And I'm like, oh, he's an okay, MMO cool. protagonist, so, too. Cool. Yes. So we both do what we do best and put our hands out. <laughs> exactly. And we bind Koryu a little bit. We're like, hey, we're stopping him. And then... You guys, you guys play the wars, and they're like, "But there's only three of us." But Saraband's like, "I'm a turtle too." I now realize, I finally, it has finally dawned on me that I am a talking turtle, and thus, <laughs> and thus, it's time for me to sacrifice myself to bring Genbu back to allow him to contribute to the sealing of the wards at the cost of his own soul. What a brave hero! Soul. What a brave hero! Genbu then just inhabits his body, and together they bind uh, the big old Kirin. Um, but we forgot to. We forgot to we forgot to break the horn, so we don't get the extra. No, the yeah, this, this is that's no... a sick monster hunter joke. I wonder why I'm making one of those. <laughs> I was going to build a great longsword with that. Yeah, no, um, it would have been sick. And that's it. It's a, it's a cutscene. No actual duty here. No fight. We just <laughs> the cutscene plays out. That's which nice. actually, I'm now hmm, I'm not wondering is there going to be like some Koryu duty like later? I don't know. Okay, we'll see. That that reads to me as one of your actual don't know reactions, not one of your coy like I don't know. No, we'll I don't see. No, man. Uh, okay. Okay. Whatever. Back in the cave. <laughs> Why yep. did I make that <laughs> Back in the temple, we're like, oh, Cory has been sealed for many more millennia, and I'm like, great. That's definitely not a problem. By then, the Asians will have killed us all. <laughs> so for sure. For sure. Like whatever timeline the calamity of this world is on track for, it's shorter than whenever he's going to get out yeah, next. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. Um, and also Genbu is only going to be, ter- only going to be temporarily sort of freaky Fridaying into Soroban's body. Yeah. We all think Soroban's dead and Genbu's like, no, he's definitely still alive. And then he explodes in smoke and Soroban is back. And then it's like, oh, his soul got so strong from training that the ritual he did just sort of like, you know, made it so that his soul overpowered Genbu's and Genbu's soul will go back oh, into the live stream. Well, that's we're like, sad. Oh, we just, we're used to having you back. Exactly. It's, and it's like, oh, well, like with the time that you have left, you know, you can co-inhabit this body and do some training and stuff. And then with the time that Genbu finally properly dies, Sora mm-hmm. will be the new guardian. And even I'm at this point, like I'm expecting like, is that a few hours? Is that a few weeks? And then Genbu's like, don't worry, I got 500 years left, and then the, and then my soul will lose energy and I'll dissipate. And Soroban's like, wait, what? No. 500 years like this? That sucks. So, yeah, they're going to have 500 years. There's at least three Freaky Fridays. So many Freaky this, Fridays going on. In this series of quests. It's weird. Um cool but that will uh that will we, oh, we then get we payment do, we do for get our paid. services finally and boy do we get paid in big gold coins it's just gold it's a lot of gold it's a lot of gold it's only just gold. legit again still have questions on the value of bullion is it standard i mean is it standardized you, in this gold is pretty liquid like i feel like you can find someone who will give you money for gold that's fair it is shiny and rock and metal i guess not rock which I enjoy, like all the gold here is like in the style of like the old kind of like yeah, Japanese cobons. imperial coins. Yeah. yeah. Very, very cool. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, but that's uh, nice. We tie things up. And we go back to Bunchin in Sorbonne's hometown. <laughs> He's like, "Wow, really? That's crazy." Can you check on him every now and then? <laughs> sure thing. We won't. What? Bye. <laughs> um, that's and that's the <laughs> that's end of the that. Four Lords. That's the Four Lords. You get a cool poster that you can hang up in your wall. Mm-hmm. Um, and the final thing we do is we participate in the Great Hunt. Alex. Did you see this coming? No, not at all. Um, <laughs> you just you sprung this on me. You were like, "Okay, uh, go one here more to thing. Kugane and I can't do this. There's no new game chapter about this. And go to like this part on the map and talk to this guy there. Mm-hmm. And like, and we talk to this guy dressed in like you know like hunting garb. And as soon as the music sting hits, I was like, "Wait a second, these panpipes aren't you know aren't Final That's Fantasy not panpipes? Final Fantasy music." That's Monster Hunter music. Alex is a very avid Monster Hunter fan um, mm-hmm. and was well aware of the crossover event in Monster Hunter World with Behemoth. Yes, but did not think about did going the other way. Did not piece together that it went the other way at all, which has worked out for my personal enjoyment. But and yes. This we, whole quest is just fan service. It's, of course it is, but it's ex- it's really well done. It's really good. Like, like the quest accepted the thing go, is yeah. like... We get a we get a clan hunt bill that's got the Rathalos icon on it, and they just make fun of how crudely like, drawn this is it is. Stupid! What? That doesn't look anything like it. Whatever. And they're like, look, let's. It's a race, okay? Yeah, we'll There's go. A, we have we have somebody to meet up with in, in the Asm step, which is the perfect place for this. Yes. <laughs> uh, and so like we're off for a race to slay it, and then we meet up with a lovely little Palico. Palico. There's a little cat man for those you non-monster hunter folks. And it's got Final Fantasy XIV facial rigging. Which is very uncanny. <laughs> so its jaw drops when it sees the Rath- like hears and sees the Rathalos roar coming in from off screen. And uh, then the Rathalos takes out a yak. T- t- steals a yak if we go chase after it. And then we and then we just have the fight. Basically, it's we just like a fight, duty yes. against the Rathalos. So just like Monster Hunter, there's no you know tells for the AOEs, so we have to keep fighting it. And also, the two like, of us just do this together. By the and way. also, like it doesn't hold aggro like the way that like everything else does. Like nope. it just will switch its attention to anyone in the party at any time. Yeah, there's no one to have a hammer to hit on the head or whatever the heck. What is the thing that generates aggro in? There's like something. Oh, is that just? Be- I think that's just Behemoth. Yeah, Behemoth specifically has an aggro mechanic like Final Fantasy XIV. Which is so funny. Now that you've played Final Fantasy XIV, you're like, <laughs> oh, right. You have to have like a sword and shield or something and hit it on the head. Right, yeah, if you hit <laughs> Which, it on the head, you get aggro more. That makes sense. Yeah. Right, so anyway, right, so that is that is not here. But, you know, Rathalos plays all the hits like Barrage of Fireballs Mon- and tail, Big Swoop. Poison Tail Swipe. Poison, and poison Tail claws. Swipe. Yeah, um... And um, it's, it's great. He then covers the arena in fire, and you cannot heal except with mega potions <laughs> that that puts you in animation lock when you drink them. And also, when you die, you can just revive, but you only get three revives. You only for the get fight. three revives, yeah. Which we did not figure out until later. Yeah, until somebody was like, "You guys could have just revived. You don't need a heal." Oh, right, my bad. And we just made this poor summoner do all the work. But yeah, we did that, and then we uh, troubleshot the extreme version of it with it just ourselves until we got the fight, and then yes. we party found recruited some people. You very graciously, like, you know, joined me for four hours of beating this guy I, 50 times. I needed the mount, too. I hadn't done it yet. <laughs> so we could get the mount. And it yeah. did. We got him. We got it together. It's great. We put a picture in our Discord. Um, you can check out the, the, the link in our description for our Discord if you want to go there uh, and hang out with us. That'd be great. Anyway, uh, and that is, I mean, that's that. We that's had it. a wonderful time uh, just farming out the, the armor and the whatever and the, the poogie and the, and the mount. And uh, the, and the, yeah, 
uh, that was actually going to do it for Final Fantasy content for us um, this episode. We got through quite a lot. Um, we so, have a lot to think about. I do want to say one more thing here. Yes. Which is like, because if this is like the end of kind of the Stormblood wrap-up stuff. Yes. Shadowbringers is next, right? Yeah. Coming out of A Realm Reborn, I had an idea we were going to Ishgard to like, you know, do stuff up there. Uh-huh. Coming out of Heaven's Word, I had an idea that, you know, Stormblood was going to involve like the stuff with Alamingo. I didn't know the Doma stuff, but I knew the Alamingo stuff was coming. Yeah. I know that Endwalker, like, I think deals a lot like the Asian plots. Hmm. I have no idea what Shadowbringers is about. You don't? I, I, I don't know where... Like, this is a big gap. I don't <laughs> know what this is going to be story-wise. You don't? This could be anything. It could be... It could even be... Uh, it could even be Ascian. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to get two Ascian expansions in a row? I don't know. It could be. Okay. It could even, it could even be more Empire. Oh, okay, okay. More Empire would be fun. It could be... It could, it could be... Bismarck's back. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Back to the Sea of Clouds. Oh, Back to the Misty. Great. Cool. The new expansion is they just like they just made the Sea of Clouds bigger. <laughs> no. <laughs> nobody wants nobody wants this. Well, you just have you'll just have to wait and see for a couple more weeks because uh next episode we're gonna be covering the Omega Raids. Okay, now we're doing Omega. Yes. Boy, we we did four three and then I was like, Are we doing Omega on top of this? And no. Like, no, are you no? out of your mind no no we are not uh omega is gonna be its own episode and it's gonna be great okay cool um so at this time we like to uh you know at the very end of our podcast <laughs> i forgot to post a question we'll do we'll do we'll do our charlie and forum too but first we got to pay the bills we got we got to get ready for uh our retainers to receive us and undercut some bitches at the market board all right. Well, you know, it's exciting this week. Um, we are sponsored by Silicon Valley Bank. Oh, God. So, you know, uh, they contacted us earlier this month. I can't wait. Apparently, our audience demographics align directly with the fast-moving tech-focused disruptors that they treat like rock stars. <laughs> you you know, know what? <laughs> that might be true. <laughs> Over at Silicon Valley Bank, or, you know, SVP as they call it out in the valley, they're your one-stop shop for flexible capital solutions. Whether you're building the world's next hot, red-hot um, lumber delivery service or breaking through with new invasive surgical, surgical gaming accessories... I, wait, hold on. <laughs> Silicon Valley Bank has your back. You know, literally. <laughs> store all of your company's money, your own personal mortgages, and all debt instruments in one single institution. Hey, single point of failure? More like single point of success, am I right? Stormbirds listeners can go to... Um, We're not right. Oh, um, our bank did just text me. It looks like the check from SVB did bounce. That's a little Didn't we weird. we do this before? <laughs> I'm going to call them in the morning. I know. That it, I'm sure this they're good for it. This is the second time you've been sponsored by a bank and have had the check bounce. I, I, I swear they're good for it. Okay. And, Why? And it, Why do you swear <laughs> Look, okay, Stormboard's listeners who get in touch with one of their growth gurus can get 0.8% in interest off their first financing package, but mm. only for the next 30 days. Mm. So, you know, I would give them a call right now and just tell them that you're interested in doing new business with them. I'm sure they're ready to receive This is, you. I think, the first time I've heard of a podcast that has had a limited time offer ad. I never knew how limited time offer ads worked because it's just like, but like I saw this, I saw the same ad like four hours ago. What do you mean for the first three calls? A I'm podcast not, is like the like people are going to be hopefully listening to this three years from now and be like, what? I mean, I think I think the first three callers ones you see online are fake. 
Oh, like literally works on radio. Real. Okay, right. And this one's real. This one's definitely real. So within thirty days, if this is after thirty days of this of this episode going up, it, I don't think they'll hear this because at that point, like the the algorithmic ad placement will have put in some generic ad over this one, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, this is definitely like kind of chopped up. We we absolutely took a break before doing this because we have the time for that. <laughs> like, like they'll probably just hear some like other guy's voice like telling them to invest in mortgage in like mortgage backed securities or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like f- fucking I don't know Brussels sprouts box. <laughs> Brussels sprouts box is actually that's, that's not a bad idea. Like, no. I, if only we had a bank to invest some capital. <laughs> Into our, into our into our exciting tech business startup idea that we have just now. Well, I, you know they used to. Oh, well, get that check, get that check stuff um, cleared for me. That'd be great because you owe me at least twenty five dollars. Okay, do we have a Charlie Forum? We do have a Charlie Forum that I'm super prepared for. Are you ready for this? I'm ready for this. What is a time where? Where is this going? This is like an improv thing. No, chain the words together. No, it's not. It's really not. Not buying time at all. Is there something that you and maybe your friends have differing opinions about, like your memories happening? You know, like is there something that maybe either you forgot that your friend remembers and swears happened, or maybe. Maybe something that like you remember happening one way, and you have a friend that remembers happening something happening very differently. This is you... a, this is incredibly specific. I'm I... just going off of Yahtzee. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. I mean, I'm you. Do you have an answer for this? I might. I feel like with my best friend, uh, who is a, a regular in our FC um, and Discord, whatever. We have we we have a we we have such a long and storied history that we constantly forget who invented certain bits that we do with <laughs> each other. <laughs> so I'll be like, man, remember when I came up with that? Like, there was this. I think here's one that we I think disagree with. Who maybe who was the first person to say this? But we when we were in fifth grade together, there was like there's just like a bookshelf right with a bunch of kooky looking books. But one of the books was like really standing out to us. It had big it was like orange and a big black text on the spine and it just said Brain Games <laughs> And I think to this day we argue about who's the first person to have said Brain Games <laughs> the- Were they good brain games? We didn't read it. <laughs> You, didn't, you told me you didn't pull it off the shelf. You told me you were the kid who would we like didn't, we didn't need devour to. a book that said brain games. No, I can't do it. I can't do the voice. Brain games. <laughs> you know, if anything like that in your life. You know, I don't. You and I have talked about whose idea was to start this podcast. I claim it was my idea, but you claim that it was your idea. And like, I think it we was talked totally about my idea. What are you talking about? You didn't know Final Fantasy fourteen existed. <laughs> I'm not with you on this bit. I reject it. No, My reputation's at stake. No, I don't know that I have an actual good answer for this. Sorry. Uh, how about, I mean, have you ever hit your head? I. Uh, That's a much simpler Charlie <laughs> Once when I was probably nine or ten, I climbed to the top of the playground, and it was like one of those old-style wooden and metal ones that was quite dangerous. Oh, no. And I, I just like, I 
grabbed i like hooked my feet around a bar and then swung and then like my whole body was a pendulum and there was a bonk and like i think i was fine because i didn't go to the hospital oh my God. but i have a very vivid memory of the experience of like of, wow. of the bonk that's really that's a really good answer so that's the story <laughs> the post bonk experience <laughs> Yatsuyo had a big post-bonk experience. That's this whole... That can really sum this whole fucking... Whole thing up. Side, side plot up. The post-bonk experience. And the post-post-bonk experience. Oh, Christ. Okay. Uh, whew. Well, those are, our, those are those segments done. Um, if you want more of us for whatever... This, I don't know if I'd describe this episode as unhinged, but it's unsomething. Unscrupulous. <laughs> We're both very tired and also over-caffeinated. We're, we're, oh, I'm a little... Uh, slightly caffeinated. I'm moderately caffeinated. If you want more of us, uh, check out the link in the description of this and the other episodes. Now, at this point, I went back and I, I did the work. I did the clerical work. Um, you can find our socials there, and you can find a link to our Discord, wherein we will post updates of our uh, in-game escapades. Uh, we did post a nice little screenshot of our of our Rathalos mounts together. I, I know Very a couple. Sweet. I know a couple of you have joined, and like, <sighs> not a lot happens in there. We're working on it. We're I, gonna... Whatever. I just post on. I'm not we're not actively working on it, but like, okay, yeah, okay. We, we just post we'll what we want to. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, hey, just come hang out. We got to do little things. We'll post. Um, next time we will, I think, probably post. So, because like this was just like we weren't planning on farming Rathalos, but like our schedules sort of like cosmically moved themselves around so that we had free time <laughs> my friday involved a bridal shower that went for like five hours longer than expected and so i was yeah. like oh plans i had today just got moved yeah yeah yeah. so um it was a it was a it was just a spur of the moment thing but it's, we'll maybe do some like deep dungeon groups or something like that just come hang out with us at this data center travels that exist and we'll post we'll actually post some charlie and forum questions and hey if you hit your head Come in and tell us about it. That could be your introduction. We got an introductions channel. Yeah, or if you have a memory of a thing that you and a friend don't remember. Yeah, like brain games. <laughs> who who said brain games first? I can't answer that for you. I can't either, apparently. I think it was me. <laughs> I'm using my platform to <laughs> pull in the tug of war against my best friend. Now more people will believe you than him. <laughs> No. This is garbage. Um, uh, and if you would be so kind to rate and review our podcast on your podcast platform of choice, that goes a long way. I think it's been going a long way. We've really been seeing an uptick in yeah. traffic. Welcome, new listeners, if you've already made it this far, which some of you have. I've noticed. Some I, of you I, binge this, and that make that makes my week. I was going to say, like, when I, somebody I, is binging, sorry, when somebody is binging our show, our little show, they're just like, I need to hear all of this. That's so cool, and you rock. I hope they're making it this far, because I'm not going to say we've ever had, like, bad episodes, but, like, the first half dozen or so, we were finding our footing, and, like... They're fine. They're it, just fine. It gets better, guys. It do- we can't say it gets better after it's already gotten better okay it's already gotten better we have to we'd have to like go back and edit <laughs> yeah well i'm not i'm that. triggered I'm not by the it. phrase it gets better you can't say that okay <laughs> that shit that shit hot <laughs> uh anyway thank you so much for listening uh again next episode we'll cover the omega protocol and until that episode barn from buds storm of buds we've been the storm buds baby good night bye-bye 
Okay, that was great. Look at her. She's sad. Here, have a fruit.